0: Welcome to the Healing Circle Podcast, where we talk about everything mental health, faith, and relationships. Though this show is hosted by a licensed therapist, that's me, Kobe, I am not your therapist. These amazing conversations are meant to provide psychoeducation and start some good conversation, but they're not meant to be a substitute for real therapy services. We're excited to learn, grow, and talk with you guys. So let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Kobe and welcome back to the Healing Circle Podcast. This is a podcast where I, Kobe, a licensed trauma therapist, answer your questions. If you want me to answer your question, enter a submission either in the show notes where you can leave a written submission or you can call in if you're feeling brave. Today, we're gonna talk about being delusional and speaking up for ourselves. So the first submission that we're gonna talk about today says this. What are your thoughts on be delusional? Wow, couldn't even say delusional. Be delusional trend on TikTok. So for those of you who don't know, there's a trend on TikTok where this girl is just like, be delusional, be delusional. Like, essentially, reach for your highest dreams, even if what you see around you doesn't make sense. And this went viral because a lot of people were talking about how they just did delusional things, right? They applied for jobs they weren't qualified for. They said they were going to reach goals in a short amount of time. But the thing was, most of these stories were stories of things that actually happened. So, what's my take as a therapist? I personally think be delusional is incredibly helpful so to me it mirrors the magic question which is a therapeutic question that therapists utilize to help clients activate a sense of hope and imagination which is the foundation of all healing right being able to see in the future something that you don't see presently in the flesh So this be delusional idea to me is powerful because it's a moment where we get to say, what if I put aside all of the societal standards? What if I put aside all of the cultural norms and get deeply acquainted with what my desires are? So many times we filter what our desires are through the lens of the people around us, through the lens of the culture around us, and we don't realize every time we filter that desire, we get farther and farther away from the heart of what that actual desire is. Every time we decide, okay, but I have to do it through the context of this, or it takes this much time to do this and that, when I think about my book and, and how quickly I wrote it and the timeline in which I said I want to write a book and got a book, do- book deal, if I said that out loud to someone, they would literally say, you're being delusional. That's just not going to happen. That's not how it happened. But it is how it happened for me. And I think we miss miracles. We miss the opportunity to expect miracles. I have this bracelet from Mantra Band, and it is my favorite bracelet. I lost it. I need to go get another one. But it says expect miracles. And I woke up all 2021 expecting miracles. Was it a perfect year? No. But how do you know if that one moment that you decide to be quote unquote delusional Is not the moment that's going to propel you into a future that you wouldn't have dared to dream of because you were so busy wondering what other people thought or filtering your dreams through what other people's timelines are we have to stop filtering our dreams our desires our wants through the timelines and perspectives and opinions of other people we have to stop doing it right I think it also gives us on a biological level, the opportunity to feel safe, expressing and develop a sense of safety, expressing what we want. Right. So example, I'm writing a book for those of you guys who don't know, I'm writing a book. I'm really excited about it. It comes out April um, 2023. And I told myself, I want this to be a New York Times bestseller. That is a delusional dream. For those people who love me and they're like, yes, you can do it. I love you back. And I know that you believe in me and I believe in me. Keep it hot. I believe in me. But the truth is, if you look at the statistics, if you look at the number, if you look at the genre that I'm writing in, right? It's nonfiction and I'm writing about faith and mental health. Statistically, it is delusional for me to think that this book is going to be a New York Times bestseller. With my following, with my audience, statistically, It is delusional for me to think that my first book as a new author is gonna be a New York Times bestselling book. But guess what? I'm gonna believe it anyways. I'm going to be delusional. And I'm going to work towards that delusion and lead my heart towards that delusion because guess what? I actually don't lose anything by being delusional. I don't lose anything. My husband said something and I just wanna remember it so bad. But I know I'm gonna butcher it he said something to the effect, oh, he's, it's in my planner. I'm going to go grab my planner really quickly so I can read it to you guys. All right, I'm back. I found it. So my husband said, the only thing worse than hoping for too much is preparing for nothing at all. The only thing worse than hoping for too much is preparing for nothing at all. I was talking to him and I was like, I'm looking at the numbers, I'm looking at how many people are on my email list. I'm looking at uh, you know, the likelihood of the percentage of people who are gonna buy my book. I'm looking at the number of pre-sales that I need to get. I'm looking at all of that. And I feel like maybe I'm asking God for too much. Maybe I'm just reaching too far. Maybe I'm just you know, out of my depths when it comes to this dream. And I think anytime we feel like we're out of our depths when it comes to our dream, that's because on the other side is a miracle, right? That's what miracles are, things happening for us and to us and around us that we could not make happen for ourselves. I cannot make myself a New York Times bestseller. That's something I'm going to need you and your friends and your family and God himself to do. But guess what? I believe that God's going to do it. I don't want to give up dreaming just because dreaming may make me look silly to other people. If the risk of getting what I want means looking silly, I'm willing to take that risk. I'm willing to take that risk. So when it comes to that TikTok trend, be delusional, I actually think a lot of us struggle with hope, with imagination, with faith with leading our hearts towards the idea that something could happen for us that we can't make happen for ourselves, I think a lot of us need to be a little more delusional, obviously in the positive way, meaning delusional in dreaming. I think a lot more people could see beautiful and powerful things happen to them if they decide to be a little more delusional. So our second submission, here it is. I am raising a daughter who is willing to speak up for herself and share her opinion, especially with family. I want to empower her to speak up for herself, especially when it's difficult. Unfortunately, this can be perceived as rude and occasionally leads to difficult conversations with my family. Would you speak to raising confident and self-assured children in a people-pleasing family culture? Absolutely. Uh, Your daughter and my son are kindred spirits. Levi will speak up and we want that. Even when it doesn't feel good, even when mommy's tired and frustrated and just wants you to be quiet and do what she said, we let Levi speak up because to us, he is made in the image of God. We are to give him kindness and respect. Children don't like inherit humanity after 13. They are humans and image bearers now. And my job is to treat him as such, to treat him like he's a whole human being with a full range of emotions right now and an opinion right now. So I was recently at a friend's house and I saw Levi running with scissors. He is a wild child in all the most beautiful ways. He loves taking risks, but he was running with scissors. It was at a birthday party. There's a ton of people around and ice cream. Levi. Because all I see is him running with scissors. He wasn't really running. He was kind of like really fastly walking. But in my my heart, it was running. <laughs> he's like walking really fast. I say, Levi. And I look at him and his face is just kind of like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? And I realize he's handing the scissors to an adult because he saw them somewhere. AKA, he was doing the right thing. the The thing that I've always told him to do. And I looked at him and I said, hey, Levi, I'm really sorry. I didn't realize you were giving them the scissors. So the moment kind of passes. And it's one of those moments where my I raised my voice and the room, kind of got still, like what's going on and everyone's looking. And, you know, um, I'm feeling a little bit embarrassed. He's clearly like everyone's looking at me, mommy, because he's four. So he comes back probably 90 seconds later in front of all the adults, all the kids. And he looks at me. He said, mommy can you say sorry to me? You screamed at me when I was doing the right thing. I looked at him and I said, absolutely, Levi, I'm so sorry. I should have asked you what you were doing and why you had the scissors before I raised my voice at you, and I shouldn't have raised my voice at you at all. So I'm really sorry, and I hope you can forgive mommy. He said, I forgive you, gave me a kiss, and walked away. I think there were definitely people in the room who were like, huh, (laughs) that was odd, right? But I want my kid to know that he is valued now, even if the people around him don't understand that. And as a parent, it's my job to be the buffer between my child and the people who don't support how I'm raising my child, right? And that's that's really what you're talking about. That's the hard thing is saying to um, family, like, we don't spank our kids. Well, I'm not watching your kids. If I can't hit them, well, I guess you're just not watching my kids then, right? If my son says, Hey, I don't like that. Well, it don't matter what you like. No, it does matter what he likes. We don't tell him that. So can you find a more appropriate response? Or this is a more appropriate response. Thank you for sharing how you feel. It matters that we protect our children's ability to be human, even when it costs us relationship with other people, especially family. It doesn't mean you cut off your family, you never speak to them again. No, but it means sometimes you have to tell people over and over again what your standards are. That's normal. That's not even a sign that they don't care or they don't understand or they don't value what you value. It just means they're learning. Learning requires repetition. And so for some people, they may not agree with it and they may cross your boundaries on purpose. For some people, they may reflexively act in a certain way, even as uh someone who is trying to go about this positive parenting journey, this appropriate parenting journey, I think is a better term by meeting my son's needs based on what's appropriate for their developmental age. I realize that sometimes there's still things that I do reflexively, like in the example, raising my voice and saying, "Hey, like Levi, right People need repetition to learn it matters that we have the hard conversations because in us speaking up in the moment and in us speaking up in the absence of our pres- in, of our children, we are teaching them that they are worth protecting. We are also embodying what Dr. Becky, um, at Dr. Becky at home, she calls sturdy leadership. About saying, I know how to handle this. About saying, I'm gonna have to have these conversations and preparing yourself. I'm telling you, I talk about this all the time on my social media, on my lives. Dr. Becky is a genius. I love all of her work. She actually has a book coming out um, right now, and it is incredible. I know it's incredible because she wrote it. It's called Good Inside pre orders right now. So please, 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 I'll put that in my show notes to go grab her book. But she talks about in her um, online community, she talks about the idea of emotional vaccination, Emotional vaccination is the idea of preparing yourself for to endure and experience negative experiences that you know might come from things, right? So it's about saying, what if that person doesn't like what I say? Instead of saying, what if, saying that person might not like what I have to say and planning for what you're going to do if they don't, right? My mom and dad might tell Levi to go sit down or this is just an example. My parents are fantastic, My mom and dad might tell Levi to sit down and shut up, right? My job is to say, if my parents use language that I don't like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. It is okay to prepare for the situations we don't want to happen because actually that preparation gives us a sense of peace and helps us feel in control when things don't go the way that we planned. So I would say continue to raise strong children who have opinions. Continue to raise small, especially girls. I mean, I can't tell you how much of my adult life I felt afraid to speak up in situations where I knew things were wrong or I knew things were off because I was so deeply um, trained to believe in like this idea of like honor your elders even if they hurt you. Honor your elders even if they belittle you, even if they berate you, even if they abuse you, right? Honor your elders at the expense of your very self, at the expense of your humanity. And listen, this generation, us generation of parents, we're not with it. We're not with the abuse. We're not with the covering it up. We are not with treating our children like they are anything less than human beings who deserve love, human beings who are good inside and should be treated as such. So I would say continue to do what you're doing. I would love to um, share the resource of Dr. Becky's um, parenting community. It is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Another amazing parenting community is leak and Moms. She has a fantastic community. And so I'll put the link in the bio for those, for anybody who's Going on this journey of raising kids because it's not just about what we're doing for those kids. It's about what we're doing for ourselves that overflows to our children. How we're showing up for ourselves. If we don't naturally show up for ourselves with kindness, gentleness, compassion, it's going to be really hard for us to do it with our kids. It's almost like acting. You know, we have—we forget our lines when we haven't rehearsed it enough. It has to be a part of who we are for it to overflow. And that's something I'm learning. Me, I forget my lines all the time. <laughs> I forget my lines all the time and uh, my son is so gracious and loving and and I'm glad that I've been able to be invested in this enough that when I fall short because of the things I've shared with him, he can say, mommy, you're having big emotions. Oh my gosh, one day Kyle was like so frustrated because the kids were just running around and being kids and <laughs> I think Levi or Mackay. Like, accidentally hit Kyle or something, bumped into him because they love to wrestle. And Kyle stops because he's in pain and takes a deep breath and goes, (sighs) And Makai looks at Kyle like, What are you doing? Levi looks at Makai and says, Don't worry, Makai. Daddy just has big emotions. He's just going to take some deep breaths to help with his big emotions. What a powerful reminder that what we invest in our kids. We will get to experience um, from them as well. I love that. I love that. So, you guys, those are our submissions for the day. I have a lot of things to talk about, a lot of submissions. So, stay tuned for next week's episode. But before we go, a couple things to share some announcements. My intensive is back. You guys, my intensive was absolutely incredible, absolutely divine, brought me to tears in every single way. It was 16 women who were ready to do the work and it was powerful and it was so, so beautiful. 100% of the attendees said that this intensive exceeded their expectations. 100% of the people said that it was worth the financial investment. At least five of them said that it was cheap based on what they got. They felt like it should have been more expensive. 100% of the people said they would recommend it to people that they love and care about. 100% of the people said it was helpful and drastically changed their mental and emotional symptoms. I'm telling you, I believe in this intensive and I believe in the power of those three days that you will invest in yourself that will completely shift your your mindset, shift your heart posture, and shift your life. So if you wanna join our intensive, please, please, please visit the show notes. It'll be in there. For this week, what I'm loving, I am loving Dr. Becky's Good Inside community. I am loving my Leek and Mom's community. They are both so powerful. I'm a part of both of them. And sometimes on hard days, I just go in and read and remind, be reminded that I'm not alone in this journey of raising kids that I hope will one day grow up to be delusional. Um, and dream big, and not let anyone limit the God dreams that they have. So I'm going to put the link in bio there, and I will talk to you guys soon. Don't forget to rate and subscribe, please, 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 to the podcast. It helps incredibly. It also helps get the message out there, and I, my job, my hope here is to answer as many questions as I can to be a resource to people who are curious and hungry and longing for healing and just want to have heart-centered conversations about life and about healing and about restoration. So rate, review, subscribe, send to a friend. I will talk to you guys soon. Sign up for the intensive until the circle comes back around. Bye, you guys.